Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally, literally around the world. I've been sending my book out to the Netherlands, to Germany, to Europe, to Canada, Mexico, Philippines. I'm just so thankful for all you guys that have chose to give my book a read. It is changing people's lives and opening their minds to the reality of what I try to bring to you every single day, but in my own words, my own story. Didn't even mean to share that plug right then, but if you haven't got it already, get it after the show at davidharrisjr.store. It will open the mind of whoever reads it. It, ha- it has and it is doing so. So God bless you guys from all over the world. Thank you for chiming in. And of course, my beautiful, lovely American citizens, you are all my friends, all my family, no matter what your color, what your shade of melanin is, uh, you are all in this beautiful American family that we are all in together. And we are all in this together, friends. We cannot forget that. If you're watching me right now on Facebook, please hit the share button. They're being nice to me. Gotta say thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you to FB for that as well. Hopefully one of your friends or family members or somebody else's friend or family member member will see something or hear something on my show today that wakes them up, that makes them say, you know what? I need to pay a little bit more attention to what's really going on. Maybe they'll turn off MSNBC or CNN or ABC, even... Fox, some people on Fox don't need any of our attention, but most of them are good over there. For now, if you're on Twitter, thank you so much for viewing. Please retweet this. My YouTube audience, thank you all so much. I truly appreciate you. And if you're listening right now via the David J. Harris Jr. podcast, you are getting all my daily shows plus all my one-on-one interviews, of which I've got some amazing interviews lined up for this week. I've already uh, got one in the bag with Victor Marks. He holds the world record for the fastest gun disarm. It is amazing. You can YouTube it. It's had millions of views on YouTube. It's less than a second, 0.8 seconds. Um, he's, uh, he's, he trains military special op- operations individuals, uh, personnel, and he, has, he wanted to talk about what we should all be doing, what we, the average American person, should be doing in the middle of this chaos to be prepared and to make sure that we don't wind up in a situation with that we don't want to be in. Uh, that will be dropping this week. I've got Ted Nugent this week trying to hammer down Herschel Walker this week. Oh my gosh, there's there's, uh, there's a couple more, but I'll get into those later. So thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for tuning into my podcast. Let's get into today's news. And it starts uh, one more time with just something that's heartbreaking. I mean, there's been so many kids over this last week that have died in all of these different riotous scenarios. An 11-year-old black child was shot and killed after an anti-violence cookout. It was an anti-violence cookout and he gets shot and killed. And the grandfather says, we don't need less police, we need more police. 11-year-old boy was shot and killed in an anti-violence cookout in Washington, D.C. His mother, Crystal McNeil, works hard to stamp out violence in the city. I commend McNeil for her activism and my heart absolutely breaks that she's lost her beloved little boy. Police have no clues in the shooting or if the boy was targeted or whether it was just a stray bullet that hit him. The child was not even supposed to be in town as he was supposed to be in Florida with his grandfather but the disease that must not be named the virus, well it kept him from traveling. I've actually got a video here from the uh, grandfather of this 11 year old boy. While so many in the mainstream media and so many Democrat politicians and even some rhinos are actually calling for defunding the police. They want to completely dismantle it. Uh, This grandfather has something else that he wants to say. Now, for that response, 
I, I don't agree. We can't take money from the police department. We need the police. You take the police from there and we wind up having less police officers in the street, less detectives. It's not going to work. Crime is going to get worse. Uh, you need police to run those calls. So you start having less police officers. Who are going to come when there is a need for police services? That is exactly the point. Who is going to call when there's a need for police? You know who won't call? Criminals. They'll be running rampant. I'm sure they're already chomping at the bit, just hoping, just waiting, even praying to their God, which must be Lucifer, praying that the police are defunded so that they can go on whatever kind of criminal rampage they've conceived in their demented minds. There are demented, evil people out there that would love to do nothing but cause chaos, wreak anarchy in our streets, in our homes, in our neighborhoods. I shared yesterday, I, don't, I hope you don't think that these rioters are going to stay in these, uh, these middle-of-the-city downtown areas. No, I think that as some of these mayors and governors are basically giving them a pass, they're going to take you to the neighborhoods, friends. I'm just telling you that to warn you and to wake you up. And Victor Marks and I talked about that on that podcast. You want to hear what he had to say. So while we've got uh, the grandfather speaking up, we heard from the uh, the father of the, the eight-year-old boy yesterday. Uh, this is just pretty disgusting. This is the, what continually comes from these Democrats. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Bottoms actually suggested that it's Donald Trump's fault that that eight-year-old little girl was murdered in Atlanta. How disgusting. How truly, absolutely disgusting is that? You know, for so many people out there that are that are confused, that are asking, where is Donald Trump? Why isn't he doing something? How come there's so much chaos all over these cities and you hear mayors like this, governors like this, blaming the president? Understand something. The president is not responsible for your city. Your elected officials are responsible for your city. And if they can't handle it with their own police, then they've got their own National Guard. The president has even offered to send in the National Guard to help clean up the streets, to help bring some law and order. And you've got these individuals, like this mayor, that are saying, no, we don't want your help. But then they'll turn around and blame Donald Trump for it. Truly, absolutely despicable, disgraceful, and heartbreaking that so many individuals are losing their lives during all of this. Democrats all agree on one thing. President Trump is very responsible. Whenever a Democrat does something incredibly incredibly stupid, they simply just blame it on the president. He's responsible for all of it. It's all Donald Trump's fault. Take Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms as an example. She twice marched with the thugs from BLM, and when they took over the University Avenue at, and pointed guns at white people who tried to drive down the street, she did nothing. Even after they shot an innocent eight-year-old girl, killing her. She did not try to break them up. She just asked them to please leave. Less than 48 hours later, they shot three men, killing one of them. And what did Bottoms do? Nothing. She did absolutely nothing. Her incompetence knows no bounds. Here's what she said when asked about it. I just want to get right to the to Cesoria, the eight years of age. You said it all over the weekend. She was a baby. How could this happen? Bottoms replied, I was listening to the Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. That comes looks like she comes out of Beetlejuice. The woman has openly said she's also uh, for the New World Order. I've got that video clip. Maybe I'll drop that in tomorrow. Uh, she summed it up. She says, well, she summed it all up. 
We talk about systemic racism and the trauma and the anxiety and all these things that are happening in our communities, and it is a convergence. They're blaming it on a big whirlwind. She said, I hate to use the word the perfect storm, but it's where we're at in this country right now, and you think about the leadership. Here's where people get this. She's blaming it on the leadership or the lack thereof that we have coming from the highest office in the land. She's talking about the president of the United States. I think that you're seeing so many emotions played out, and so too often it's playing out violence in our streets. That mayor is literally trying to blame the deaths that are happening in her city, the casualties of this unnecessary war where the police are told to stay out. They're actually talking about being defunded, yet they want to blame it on President Trump. You see how absolutely hypocritical that is? How truly ironic and and just imbecilic that is? It doesn't make any sense. Yet that's exactly what they continue to say. And it doesn't stop there. We've got elected officials that are actually, they're not happy with just defunding the police. Oh, no. They want to now completely dismantle our economy. Friends, these people hate everything that is America. They hate everything about us. Why in the world should we allow them to control anything? Yet some of them are in, are in control, and if we don't pay attention, a lot more of them will be in control during this year's elections. Here's, here's Ilhan Omar sharing that we need to completely dismantle our economy. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. Yeah, they want to dismantle everything that is the United States. Everything that's made us the greatest country in the world, they want to dismantle it. They don't want to defund the police. They want to dismantle the police. I've shared that video where she said the exact same thing about the police. They want to completely and totally destroy our country. Now, let me ask you something. It sounds to me like they pretty much hate everything that is America. Well, we are America. We make up America. We are Americans. America's us. So if they hate us, how in the heck are they going to lead or govern us? Think about it like this. If you hated your students, do you think you'd teach them very well? You think you'd pay too much attention to anything that they do? You think that actually sabotage, you might actually sabotage some of the things that they're doing? You, do you think that if parents hated their own children, that they would be nice to them at all? Unfortunately, a lot of parents actually do hate their own kids, and we hear about the absolute suffrage, the abuses that so many children go through. So why in the world should we allow anybody that's elected to lead and govern us as a people, why should we let them do that if they hate us, if they hate our American way? I really hope people are waking up and paying attention, friends, because this is, this is all very much happening. You know, Don Lemon was asked a very simple question. He was trying to get Terry Crews to talk about the mayhem. He was trying to set up actor Terry Crews, and he wanted him to talk about the police brutality, the police violence. He wanted to sugarcoat, candy paint, everything that is BLM until Terry actually wanted to talk about some facts. And oh, here you go with the mainstream pundit jacknuts that don't want you to let it, don't want to let you get a word in edgewise if it doesn't fit with their narrative. This is the hypocrisy that I'm talking about where Don 
Don Lemon literally will not let Terry Crews get into words because it goes against his narrative that he wants represented on his show, CNN. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement was started because it was talking about police brutality. If you want an all Black Lives Matter movement that talks about gun violence in communities, including, you know, black communities, then start that movement with that name. If, if someone started a movement that said uh, cancer matters and then someone comes in and said, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. So the Black Lives Matter movement is about police brutality and injustice in that manner not about what's happening in black neighborhoods. If you, there are people who are working on that issue. If you want to start that issue, why don't you start it? But when you look at the organization, police brutality is not the only thing they're talking about. I know that, but uh, I agree, uh, but that's not what the Black Lives Matter movement is about, Terry. Black Lives Matter is about police brutality and about, and about criminal justice. It's not about what happens in, in communities when it comes to black on black crime. Black people kill each other. Okay, I want to pause for a second and tell you about a company that is supporting me, one of my sponsors, Birch Gold Group. They're one of the top dealers of physical precious metals in the United States. Birch Gold Group helps Americans diversify their savings with gold and silver. Customers can purchase for physical possession or convert a portion of their IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical precious metals. In February, when COVID-19 was a distant concept to most Americans, gold was in the $1,500 range. The Dow was over 29000 Today, as the virus tears apart the economy, gold is over $1,700 and the Dow is around 2400 Major market disruptions favor gold. If you have not diversified some of your savings into gold, there's no better time than today. Protect your savings from any further setbacks in the stock market. Gold is a safe haven against uncertainty. Contact Birch Gold Group to request a free info kit on physical precious metals. See if diversifying into gold and silver makes sense for you. To get your no-cost, no-obligation kit, go to birchgold.com dhgold. That's birchgold.com dhgold. Yeah, unfortunately, black people do kill each other, but you don't want to hear about that. And that's not what Black Lives Matter is all about. They are very Marxist. I'm, I'm wondering how many Americans out there right now that were absolutely sucked into this idea of this BLM movement saying, oh, we need to pander to all these black folks because they've been systematically, uh, uh, they've been systematically, um, destructed they've been issued racist against we've got to save them and unfortunately and i'm trying to watch my words here unfortunately i've seen a lot of good people i've seen a lot of good christian people i've seen a lot of christian leaders do it and i've seen a lot of black leaders do it and i'm wondering where is your faith where is your faith and hope in humanity and where's your actual understanding of scripture no believer should be jumping on the bandwagon of blm no believer whatsoever and to give you a case in point here's marcellus whitley on his own show sharing exactly what he did that i think so many other people should have done before they jumped on i'm gonna paint this put post this black square on my timeline on facebook or wherever to show that i uh, i'm all for this movement you should have did your research before you 
did that. Mar- Marcellus did his own research, and you got to hear how he shared it. I'm so thankful that he was on air on his own show, able, able to share this truth. No matter how great the intentions are, and we all know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. intentions. So it's an interesting play right here. I don't know how many people really look into the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, but I did. And when you look into it, there's a couple things that jump out to me. <laughs> Two things. My family structure is so vital, important to me. Not only the one I grew up in, but the one I'm trying to create right now. Being a father and a husband, that's my mission in life right now. How do I reconcile that, what I just told you, with this mission statement that says, quote, we dismantle the patriarchal practice. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. When I know statistics, when I know my reality, forget statistics, I I knew this before I even went to Columbia and saw these same statistics that I'm going to read to you right now. That children from single parent homes versus two parent homes. The children from the single parent homes, this is in 1995 I was reading this. Five times more likely to commit suicide. Six times more likely to be in poverty. Nine times more likely to drop out of high school. Ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances. Fourteen times more likely to commit rape. Twenty times more likely to end up in prison. And 32 times more likely to run away from home. I knew that. You know why I knew because a lot of my friends didn't have family structures that were nuclear like mine, and they found themselves outside of their dreams and goals and aspirations. Boom! He dropped a bomb, absolute bomb, with so much truth in there. I just wish you would have taken it a little step further. Let me do that for you right now. Do you know that going into 1960, only 22%, 22% of black children were born into a single parent family? Do you know what happened? The Great Society Act happened. Yeah, Lyndon Baines Johnson and everything that he did with the welfare state, pushing it on black families, pushing it on black women. And you know what took place? Within a few decades, that number increased to over 70%. Friends, over 70% of young black kids, of black babies born, are born into single parent households. And so when you think about those statistics, I'll name them again. Children, and this is not just in the black community, even in the white community, Hispanic community, all across all communities, five times five times more likely to commit suicide, six times more likely to end up in poverty, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances, fourteen times more likely to commit rape, twenty times more likely to wind up in prison, and thirty-two times more likely to run away from home, and you connect the dots friends and understand that the Great Society Act, that push was from a Democrat and it was aimed and targeted at the black community. But how many of you guys understand the, the being poor and being brought into this world, into a family, into a household that doesn't have a family structure, that maybe is on the lower side of the totem pole financially, that maybe is in a poor part of town, is it's colorblind. There's no color to it. So while it started because of the Democrat policies, guess what the Democrat policies are today? They're the exact same thing. It's freebies for everything. It's money in the bank. If you don't have a, 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 husband, a husband in the house, a father in the house, if you don't have a job, the more kids you have, the more money you get. Those are Democrat policies, friends. And that is why there's so many illegals trying to come to this country. Connect all the dots. Connect all the dots and you'll see that these Democrats understand that they know how to get voters and they know how to make those voters vote for them for decades. LBJ said it. Based on that Great Society Act, I'll have those N words. Voting Democrat for 200 years. And it's crazy to me. 
crazy to me that so many people still blindly, with a blind allegiance, vote Democrat. Yet that's exactly what's happening. And now we see the mayhem on our streets. This is just, this is unconscionable. This is just, it's so, it's so sad. This Bronx man was shot dead crossing the street while holding his six-year-old daughter's hand, friends. Absolutely heartbreaking. Agonizing video footage. The moment a man was fatally shot while crossing a Bronx street while holding his six-year-old little girl's hand. That precious little girl is traumatized. I'm sure she'll never be the same. Rodney Harrison, the NYPD's chief of detectives, posted that video on social media. The video opens with Anthony Robinson coming to the intersection. I'll just show you the video. We'll keep it right here in the middle of the screen. If you haven't seen this, warning, it is somebody getting shot fatally. You see this man about to cross the street, crossing the street with his little girl. You have to believe and just know that the people that would do something like this, they weren't raised with fathers that taught them how to be fathers. They weren't raised with fathers that told them, taught them about the value of life. They weren't raised with a two-parent structure. Most likely, the odds are in the, the odds are in their favor for this kind of destruction to happen. And yet, we still have Democrats pushing these exact same policies of dependence on the government and it breeds single women having babies having multiple babies absolutely heartbreaking hopefully they find justice hopefully they find those perpetrators and hopefully they are brought to justice well before i get into this parking lot brawl that again is not pg rated well it's pg it's it's pg it's no bloody and gore but uh, I've got that. I've got I've got uh, two ladies that were arrested and a gentleman were arrested today for not wearing a mask. Maybe you saw that. And then I've also got the president's speech. But first, I want to tell you how you can support me and my wife. It's our own small business that we started seven years ago called UncorkedLiving.com. Friends, I use all these products myself every single day. I start off in the morning with Interlean. This is my coffee. This is my go-to. This is a blend of herbs designed to increase mental clarity, focus, and to boost your metabolism. So you're going to lose, a lot of people lose weight on this without changing anything else. I say get in the gym. I'm going to the gym after this. I say get in the gym, but use this metabolism booster, Enerlene, just for that. Then we've got Dream. It's hard for me to shut my mind off at night. This relaxes your mind, relaxes your muscles, and helps you get in a good dream state. And then I enjoy Mike's sheets at my pillow uh, for the rest of it. His sheets, his, uh, I got his towels. I haven't tried his towels yet, but his sheets, everything else, use the code David over there. But Dream, I use for that. Uh, Detox Plus, this helps keep me regular. I hate being bloated, feeling bloated. This you take at night with a, gl- a full glass of water, and uh, it goes to work cleaning your, your gallbladder, your liver, your colon. You wake up in the morning, and you have a good bowel movement. I take that. That cleanses you out. And I couldn't get through my day. That's why I'm still drinking some right now because I'm working out. My uncorked juice. This blend of five super fruits and herbs is designed to increase your uh, mental clarity. It fuels your body with anti-aging benefits, antioxidant benefits. Get all of these at my website. My wife and I, small business, uncorkedliving.com. My wife and I, uh, or I, either my, either my wife or I, we write a little hand note on the, your order as well, just saying thank you. So uh, uh, uncorkedliving.com, use the code David, and that'll give you extra savings. So that's a way you can support me. I, I do all this just to bring you the news and bring you the truth, but obviously, I'm trying to create something here that I can build bigger and better and bring you more news. And, and we're doing that because of you and because of your support. 
So here is Ohio. Ohio is actually now jumping on this bandwagon where they are declaring themselves a sanctuary city for statues and monuments being torn down. Newton Falls, a small town in northeast Ohio, has declared itself a sanctuary city that even President Trump would agree with. They're on this bandwagon of saving uh, all of these things. But it's not it's not a sanctuary for illegals. They have declared themselves a sanctuary city for statues and monuments. That is what I'm talking about. And they're willing to accept certain statues that are at risk of being torn down. City manager David Lynch proclaimed Saturday that the town will be a sanctuary, a statue, a statuary sanctuary city uh, that will be that that will be willing to accept statues and the monuments of the following: George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, Ulysses S. Grant, Patrick Henry, Francis Scott Key, Theodore Roosevelt, Christopher Columbus. The proclamation states: the great leaders of our country and Western civilization, though flawed in many ways, have risen to great achievements, such as the. As the, as the founding of our nation, the ending of slavery, slavery, the establishment and protection of our national parks, the establishment of antitrust laws to protect our citizens from over-aggressive monopolization of industry, and the discovery of the new world itself. These great leaders, as represented in beautiful artistic statuary throughout our nation, deserve, this, deserve to stand in a place of honor and respect as a reminder that we as Americans can achieve great things even though we are flawed. That is what these statues should represent, and that should be the attitude of every city that has any of these statues anywhere, is leave them be. If somebody actually has a problem with it, start a petition, go the proper route. We are a a land of law and order. Use the law and use the orders that are given to you to make your discrepancy known. And if there's enough people that get behind you, well, then you have a case. But tearing down statues, that's not the thing to do. That's not who we are as a people. And it's nice to see a city actually standing up for themselves and for their statues. All right, this this parking lot brawl, this is... uh, it made my wife go, oh my gosh. It, it is, uh, it's kind of, it's gra- now, again, it's not really graphic in that you see blood and gore, but uh, it's pretty crazy what took place. I do not know. I'm trying to find out what started it. All we know is I actually talked to Victor Marks about this very thing that you'll hear on my podcast, what to do if you're in a car and somebody is trying to break in, literally trying to break your windows, maybe breaking them. What would you do? <laughs> Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh Oh Well, that man lost his shoe. He's going to have a heck of a raspberry rug burn. Hopefully, he's not hurt worse than that. But you know what? When you are in a car, if you don't have a gun on you, your car is your weapon. Now, I'm not condoning how fast she drove out of there, but Victor Marks and I talked about this very same scenario. What would you do if somebody is banging on your car, trying to get inside, and it seems like they are definitely threatening your life? 
Well, you use what you have at your disposal to get out of the situation. Victor Marx talks about the four A's that he teaches personnel. He teaches people all over the country and all over the world. And you're going to want to hear on that podcast what he has to say. That is dropping this very week. Well, federal authorities are talking about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. They actually sent this woman to the exact same prison that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself in. <laughs> federal authorities have sent Ghislaine to the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. That is the same facility where broken cameras and failed inspections by corrections officers allowed Epstein to commit suicide. I wonder if she will do that as well. Hopefully she won't. The, there are rich and very powerful people that would love to see Maxwell to never be able to testify. So it is curious why they would send her to the same facility. I have no opinion either way. Actually, I do. If Epstein killed himself, I don't think that he did. But my writer wants to be uh, politically correct, apparently. Uh, but he says, I do find it curious that she should be sent to the same prison as well. She, too, should be on suicide watch. So, But we need to hope and pray that she stays, uh, that she stays safe, she stays alive, because I think we all want to know what she knows and everything that I've heard says that she is actually uh, going to talk. She's going to spill the beans. Well, here is another governor that actually is doing the right thing, taking the, taking the, uh, advice of the president, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to send 1000 national guard troops to Atlanta after mayor surrenders to the mobs. Governor George Kemp is sending 1,000 National Guard troops to Atlanta to stop the senseless violence being perpetrated thereafter Atlanta Mayor Democrat Keisha Bottoms surrendered unconditionally to the rioters. Governor Kemp says peaceful protests were hijacked by criminals with a dangerous destructive agenda. You don't say. Now innocent Georgians are being targeted, shot, and left for dead. This lawlessness must be stopped and order restored to our city capital. I have declared a state of emergency and called up the Georgia Guard because the safety of our citizens comes first. It's about stinking time. Way past time, but at least it's happening now. This measure will allow troops to protect state property and dispatch state law enforcement officers to patrol their streets. Enough with the, with the tough talk. We must protect the lives and livelihoods of all Georgians. Good to see they're finally sending in the National Guard in some of these areas. And before I get to what the White House Chief of Staff said about masks and whether or not they're going to be mandatory, I want to bring you this. This is uh, this happened today. This is Bevelyn Beatty. Uh, her and a friend and some others were in uh, Cape Coral, Florida, where they wanted to go to City Hall to where they were actually holding a vote on whether or not masks, face masks, should be mandatory. Well, she doesn't believe that they should be mandatory, and so she didn't believe that she should be forced to wear masks to go inside of a of a public building, a city building that uh, is actually paid for by taxpayers. She didn't want to wear a mask. So here's a little clip of what took place when she tried to get in there to let her voice be heard. Yeah. 
This is a communist country. This is a communist Talk about freaking communism. Handcuffed and arrested for refusing to wear a mask inside of a building paid for by taxpayers to actually vote on the very issue of whether or not those citizens should be forced to wear masks. It really, really makes you wonder what the heck is going on in so many of these city councils all over the country. Well, in just a minute, I'm going to get to a video that I think was uh, beautifully, beautifully put together uh, of part of the president's speech from Mount Rushmore. But first, on the issue of mandatory masks uh, being uh, being enforced on us from a federal level, the White House chief of staff, staff says there will be no national mandate on wearing masks. On Monday, President Trump's chief of staff, former congressman of North Carolina, Mark Meadows, rejected the idea of a national decree forcing citizens to wear masks, saying that it is not in order. Well, it's certainly a state-to-state issue. As we look across our country, obviously the narrative is the virus cases are rising, but testing is also rising exponentially. The number of new cases peaked at 55,000 on uh, Thursday. When we look at masks and wearing them, that's not that's done on a location basis. When you can't have social distancing, but certainly on a national mandate, it is not the order, he continued, but deferring to state leaders. So it's pretty interesting when you see individuals being arrested for not not wearing a mask, trying to go let their voices be heard on the very issue, and yet at the at the federal level, you're hearing they're not going to make it a mandatory uh, federal mandate for all of us to wear masks. We got we got to remember. While testing has increased, the case, the case positives are also going to increase, but the death toll, the deaths are actually decreasing. There are less people dying today than there were weeks ago, even months ago. So what is, I, I don't really get why the mass hysteria, if anything, there's something more like herd immunity that's actually taking place, where a lot more people actually were infected by it and fine than previously thought. When you only thought you had 100,000 people and 10,000 deaths, I'm giving you an example, well, that looks like a 10 percent mortality rate and that's something that we should all be worried about but when you find out actually there were a million people that had it and it was 10 10,000 deaths well now you've got a one percent mortality rate and it's nothing to be alarmed about well it's worse than the flu but still it's not as bad as 10 stinking percent so on will go the debate on whether or not we should be forced to wear masks i actually don't like to wear a mask i don't want to be forced to wear a mask i've only had to be i've only been forced to wear a mask in a few places and when i did wear a mask i wore the mask I got in my store at DJ at, uh, at David Harris Jr. store. It's a says COG on it. Keep America great. It's got American flag. I love that. And I also got some from the campaign. I love those too. So here is our president. And I believe one of his greatest, probably if not the greatest speeches that he ever gave at Mount Rushmore, beautifully, beautifully put together with also clips of individuals that he was talking to and referring to. This is our beloved president of the United States. We are the nation that gave rise to the Wright brothers, the Tuskegee Airmen, Harriet Tubman, Clara Barton, Jesse Owens, George Patton, General George Patton, the great Louis Armstrong, Alan Shepard, Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali. And only America could have produced them all. We are the culture that put up the Hoover Dam, laid down the highways, sculpted the skyline of Manhattan, 
and who carved our heroes into the face of Mount Rushmore. Americans harnessed electricity, split the atom, and gave the world the telephone and the internet. We settled the Wild West, won two world wars, landed American astronauts on the moon, and one day very soon, we will plant our flag on Mars. We gave the world the poetry of Walt Whitman, the stories of Mark Twain, the songs of Irving Berlin, the voice of Ella Fitzgerald, the style of Frank Sinatra, the comedy of Bob Hope, the power of the Saturn V rocket, the toughness of the Ford F-150, and the awesome might of the American aircraft carriers. Americans must never lose sight of this miraculous story. know what that does to you but that gets me right here you know the thing that's true about all those incredible people that the president talked about they're all fallible they're all human yet they're all recognized for the great achievements that they were able to accomplish and they were all Americans this is the greatest country in the world we produced some of the greatest inventions in the world and some of the greatest people in the world have come from this amazing beautiful country that we all get to call home we are all privileged to live in this country we're all privileged to be Americans and there is a steady threat my friends to try to dismantle everything that we hold dear truly dismantle everything that we are what will we leave for the next generations that's going to be up to us and we have the power when we vote so get out vote red find out who your true conservatives are even on the red aisle but understand there's nobody on the blue side i don't believe that holds a candle to anybody that truly supports this president supports his american first values and that supports us as the american citizens and the constitution that we all hold dear so god bless you my friends thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me get to uncorkliving.com give my products a try i know that you're going to love them i use them i love them every single day use the code david at uncorkliving.com god bless you i'll see you guys all tomorrow for tgiw bye-bye